Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you doing today? I'm not doing too shabby, actually. It's uh, been a quiet weekend around here, but yeah, not too... Oh, I remember what I was going to bring up. So before the episode, I was thinking about things that I had forgotten to talk about last week. I remember two weeks ago, we were just about to talk... or. The, the latest, like, like Minecraft Steve was coming to Smash, and I was, like, talking about whether or not Ridley would be buffed or not. And I forgot to comment on that. He didn't get buffed at all, and I was really tight about that. Like, he caught... He oh, got that's right. You were going to pay me five bucks. I know. Well, like, technically he did get buffed, but, like, he didn't. It's, it's like, they're so negligible. It's like he didn't get any good substantial changes. He still sucks. So, disappointing. Minecraft Steve is cool. That's what I, that's what I remembered that I forgot to say, and now I've said it. Um, other than that, everything is all good in <laughs> over here, Andy. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's like, it feels like I'm living in Antarctica here. It's horrible. It's like minus, it's minus 20 degrees Celsius and snowy really? and miserable. Oh, it's terrible. Wow. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like Halloween, which, <laughs> uh, you know, when, when you're listening to this, by God, it's, it's going to be pretty close to, uh, to Halloween time. So yeah, it's pretty cold and, and brutal. Are you here, doing anything but, for uh, Halloween? You know, prob- probably not. Probably no. not. Yeah, probably uh, same here. I would have went trick-or-treating, but, uh, you know, the world being what it is. No parties? You know. No, I, I don't I don't think so. So, actually, my birthday was this month, too, and we didn't do anything. We didn't have a party or anything like that. Uh, we just went out for dinner, and that was pretty much all she wrote. But that's what you do when you when you're old and you have, like, you know an inconsequential birthday so whatever but yeah I, I don't think so man what about you no i don't have any plans not that i most i, I rarely have plans for all actually no that's false the past few years uh, my friends from connecticut have come down and we've gone out in the city i remember last year me and my friend went as game of thrones characters because remember that was a thing but you know oh, yeah. way back when you go as? so my friend went as um Oh my god, why am I now blanking on who he went as? He went as Jesus Christ. Uh uh Jon Snow. He went as, so he went as Jon Snow and I went as another like one of his friends. I went as Jon Snow's friend. Like I went I went as another like brother of the Night's Watch or whatever. So like we were both right. wearing like the the Ravens like cloaks, like the Night's Watch cloaks, but like he had the like the Jon Snow wig. So, like, people come up to us and be like, oh, who are, oh you guys from Game of Thrones? He's like, yeah, I'm Jon Snow. And they're like, who are you supposed to be? Like, I'm, I'm Jon Snow's friend. <laughs> Brothers of the Night's Watch. <laughs> and I wasn't a specific character. But that was that was a good time. And I think I went as Kakashi from Naruto the previous year. But, yeah, we'd go out into the city usually. And, obviously, now we can't really do that at all. I didn't put together any kind of costume plan, which is also lame, too. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to go buy... Uh, sadly, because I'm, I'm not like the big, I'm not like huge into scary movie stuff and like the the creepy Halloween like vibes. Like I like that stuff. I like like you know jack lanterns and pumpkins and stuff. But I don't really watch like movies for the most part. I'm not like a Nightmare Before Christmas kind of guy or something like that. But I like going out and and dressing up and going into the city on Halloween. So I'm gonna miss that. Oh, I, I love watching Nightmare Before Christmas on uh, on Halloween or in and around Halloween. I used to do it as a kid, but you know what? I I gotta back up for a second there a part of me for like a millisecond was really excited when you said Kakashi. Cause I was like, Dak dressed up as, as the scarecrow from Tingle's ripened balloon trip of love. 
Yeah. And then I realized that no one in the <laughs> history of the world has ever done that. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'll probably watch, like, Nightmare or The Shining or something. Actually, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to play a, a cute little game called Costume Quest. I don't know if any yes, of you guys Yes, I – dude, Costume Quest and Costume Quest 2. I have both of yes. those on Steam. Uh, so I, I played Costume Quest 1 a few years ago. I'm going to play Costume Quest 2 this year with Sam. And uh, it's very, very charming. For anybody that doesn't know, it's like an RPG where you can transform into whatever costume you're wearing. So if you have, like, a robot costume, you turn into a robot. And uh, I think in Costume Quest 2, you're fighting, like, evil dentists who want to take away candy for Halloween. It's very, very cute. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to fire that up sometime this week. But, uh yeah, other than that, man, nothing, uh, nothing really. Like I said, it feels like the middle of February rather than, uh, rather than Halloween here. So you can't do a whole lot. Yeah, you're not wrong. Which is I'm, too bad. I'm looking forward to some wintry cold weather, but we haven't gotten there just yet. It's still in, like the 60s and, and 70s in New York. Like it's it's still like pretty. It's like sometimes chilly. Like probably now it's like in the 50s, like high 50s, low 60s. But yeah, it hasn't. It's not like super cold, but I'm glad like kind of glad summer's over i was getting sick of the heat <laughs> oh you never say that up here never, because <laughs> it doesn't, you don't get a lot of it um but you know what dak we we have a lot to get into so we better stop bsing around here um we are going to take a uh a gargantuan task here and we're going to be ranking i guess ranking is maybe the wrong word but we're going to be discussing and ranking the uh, the final boss fights of every single Metroid game in the series. There are 12 games, and so we have 12 final bosses here that we're going to be ranking. What we're going to do is we're just going to start from Metroid 1, and we're going to go to Metroid 2, and then Super Metroid, and we're going to talk about the final boss, and then we're going we're gonna to say where we ranked that boss on our respective lists. I don't know what Dak's list looks like. He doesn't know what my list looks like. So at the end of the show... We will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll read out our whole list and just for ease. But uh, we got a lot to uh, to get into here, Dak. So I guess uh, we we better get started. Are you ready? I am ready, though. I do have to sadly preface this with we won't be talking about Metroid Prime from Pinball because Andy no. did not put Metroid Prime from Pinball on his list. I did. I had to unfortunately remove Metroid Prime Pinball from my list, but. Uh, I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, wait, what, that's not all the games, pinball. Um, just know, you know that what? we it's a, a good place in my heart, in my list. And, and you know what? That That is a wicked boss battle. Like, for, for what it is, it's a really good boss battle. It's just, you can't really rank it the same as everything else, right? Because yeah. it doesn't fit in that category. But also, I can't rank it myself because, of, you know, I've beat every Metroid game start to finish at least once, right? But, like... I can't say that about pinball. I, I try, and I am just... I'm terrible. I'm terrible at it. I bought it for this show, and I was I was going to be like, let's do an episode on it, and I still want to in the future, but, yeah, I, I just... Uh, I'm not very good at it. So I've never actually beat Metroid Prime myself, so I want to save that until, you know, I can actually say to all of the listeners here, like, yeah, I, I smoked Metroid Prime in pinball, and I can't <laughs> do that right now, so uh, he's not on the list. Uh, who is on the list, though? Let's get it started. Let's go all the way back to the NES. We're talking Mother Brain, the original final boss of the Metroid series. Dak, where did you have Mother Brain ranked on your list? So, so the, your list was out of, like, what, what, 12, 13? It was 12, right? 
It was 12, yeah. 12, yeah, okay. So Mother Brain NES for me was uh, it was number 12. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, I like, uh, you know, refreshing myself on all the boss battles and haven't played through all the games. It's just the, it's the most dated one. It's the... It's the oldest and it's the least engaging and, and all that. Like it was the first one, so like I can't really like put too much blame on it. But it's like barely a boss a boss fight. Like most of it is fighting the Rinkas and like trying to stay in place. But then you're just pumping missiles into like a single slot and then that's it. Like it's over very quickly if you know what you're doing. And it's more of a test of like keeping your footing, I guess, than actually fighting a boss. Like you're fighting more of the environment than the actual enemy. Yeah. So. That's why it always like it's. I mean, it's it's a it's a classic boss battle. Don't get me wrong. Like it's very iconic and all that. But compared to the other ones in the series, I I couldn't put it very. I would say like maybe I'd put it up to like eleven, at, ten at the highest. But I would say it's probably right at the bottom for me, just because every other boss battle like either expands on that original boss battle or just does enough differently that it's you know much better than what the NES had to offer. But again, I mean, that game was, you know, 30, 40 years old, whatever it is, right? Like, it's it's it hasn't stand, stood the test of time as well as some of the other Metroid uh, bosses. So, yeah, it's on the lower part of yeah. the list for me at the very bottom spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't disagree, though. I had it at number 10, and the only reason that it's not last like so like 11 and 12 on my list are just like really awful battles i i think that they're just like really bad so like they're not (laughs) i'm sure you know what they are i'm sure everybody knows what they're so like you know mother the mother brain fight isn't like it's not a bad fight but like you said like it's not really a fight at all it's just kind of like it's it's staying alive and you're fighting the environment and like keeping your footing um i do think that the you know the music for the nes is really cool and like the music i feel like is a big part for me about adding to the ambiance of the final fight so i'm gonna bring up music a lot and uh, i i just think that the sprite work of mother brain looks really cool so i i do give it some points for that but i mean it's not awful so that squeaks it ahead of a few other fights on this list but i mean it's certainly nothing to compare to you know some of the latter fights that come in the metroid series yeah this one this one is low for me too. It's number ten, but um, not the bottom of my list. I'll say that. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on. Let's get to Metroid Two and the Queen Metroid. And you know what? I actually uh, I ranked this one kind of a little bit higher. I have it at number seven. Okay. Um, I I think that there's something. I, first of all, the sprite work on the on the Queen Metroid, I think, just looks really, really awesome. Um, it looks very much like, kind of like a, a Xenomorph from Alien, and obviously that's like a big inspiration. But the the sprite work, I think, looks really cool. Um, the music, again, you know, for what the Game Boy could produce, uh, I I think that it's very cool. And you know what? It's like it's a simple fight, but I feel like what the neck just goes absolutely crazy. Like it kind of <laughs> rocks back, forth, up, down. Like it, it goes everywhere, and like I, I feel like it's kind it's very unhinged. And like the thing about Metroid Two um, on the Game Boy specifically is like everything feels so tight and compact, and like with that neck just going crazy, it seems like it's like a hundred feet long. It, it feels like you don't really have a whole lot of, of room to move and not a lot of places to go. Um, so I think that it's a very claustrophobic fight. And, like, I, I also like that it takes, like, you know, 150 missiles or whatever it is, something stupid like that, in order to actually defeat the Queen Metroid. So, like, 
I, I'm kind of giving some props to Metroid 2 for using what it had at the time and working with that. Um, it's probably, you know, I, there's there's definitely better fights than it on this list, but I think with given what it had to work with, I think that it really maximized like like this fight as best as it possibly could. So yeah, I put it decently high, number seven. Yeah, I'm I'm not too far off. I had the Metroid Queen from Return of Samus at number eight. So I, I agree with you. I, I actually thought this boss battle was a lot better than I remembered. Like, yeah, it's super claustrophobic. You know, in a lot of Metroid boss fights, especially the 2D ones, are like you're in a small room and you pretty much can only stay on, like, sometimes you can only stay on, like, one side of the room and you're just hugging the wall and all that. And, like, this boss battle, you're literally, like, hugging, like, the bottom right corner. Like, you have just nowhere to go. And then, like, sometimes you're able to jump out just in time. Like, the neck, like, yeah. <laughs> I. The, the the Queen Metroid getting right up in your face and just dominating the, the entire, like, small little arena. And it's a weird-looking one, too, because you have that little, like, morph ball tunnel to, and, and in the bottom left there. Um, yeah, I think for its time, it does way more and, and is a lot better than the NES fight. And it definitely resembles more of, like, the other 2D Metroid games rather than, like, the original NES Metroid. Um, mm -hmm. Like in the sprite work for sure, the music, the music's really good. Like, yeah, I, I think this is a solid boss battle for its time, and I love how it's just like a really intense fight. It takes, like you said, a lot of ammo. The boss is like you're not fighting the environment as much as like literally the boss is like refuses to not be in your face the whole time. It just doesn't quit, and it's a cool, it's a cool concept. I like it. I liked it. I liked it. The the Metroid Queen from Return of Samus, not super high up on my list because again, it's still limited uh you know compared to some of the other boss battles too and yeah. and all of that but for its time i think it's really good and it and it stood up against the test of time better than the original you know nes final boss mother brain so yeah i put this up at i put this up at eight so right next to your seven um i will say so we didn't include am2r on our list of, no we didn't of final boss battles but if we did um, man, that, that game really made this fight, like, really, really spectacular, I thought. That would be decently high up on my list if we were ranking the, uh, the AM2R version of this fight on our list. So, yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, it's really solid. Um, let's, uh, let's keep going here. I, I feel like this one is gonna be perhaps divisive for us, so I'll let you go first here, Dak. What do you think about Mother Brain from Super Metroid? Mother Brain from Super Metroid is at 7 for me, right above the Metroid Queen fight. So this is like middle, middle-ish, mid-tier boss fight for me. And I'm I'm assuming that it's a lot higher for you because I assume <laughs> yeah. that you thought that it was the, what I was going to say I just said. And yeah, this fight is, I mean, again, it's the, it's the, it's an iconic boss fight. Like everyone knows this fight, but when you really break it down, I don't think it's like the best of boss fights. Like you are like stuck on against that wall but you don't feel like super claustrophobic like in the metroid queen uh, fight for metroid 2 like this one like you have a decent room but you really don't need to do anything other than just hug that right wall i think mother brain's attacks aren't like the i don't know the most intense like i feel like they're kind of easy to dodge for the most part but i think my biggest problem with this boss battle is just so much downtime there's so much of you just kind of standing there and waiting for stuff to happen and, and like the first time you play that boss fight it's really cool it's awesome like the baby metroid comes in and and samus is like almost down for the count all this stuff's happening and then mother brain like disintegrates and all you know like all this stuff happens but then like if you've played the game a bunch and you've 
fought that boss fight a bunch of times. It does kind of get old over time, I think. But it's a really... And also, I'm not the the biggest fan of the music. I always thought the music was kind of annoying oh, in this boss man. fight. Not gonna lie. I always... Like, every time I hear it, it's like... Like a, a horn, like farting or something. Like dun, I don't. Like, dun, <laughs> yeah, dun, but it doesn't sound dun, as cool dun. as you are making it out to seem. Like when I just oh. listened to it again, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like grating on the ears. Yeah, this one is. It's a fight that I think is cool. It's it has a lot of good elements, but it does drag on a little bit. It's not like the hardest fight. It has some stuff I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's it's right in the middle for me. Um, okay. I want to hear what okay. you have to say though. So I I have to confess I was I was kind of expecting you to say what you said except for about the music actually I I can't believe you don't love that music I think it's I don't, awesome I don't know um, but I I was kind of expecting you to say what you said and I actually don't disagree I think that the like I have this ranked number three on my list just yeah. for you know just to throw that out there but like it is it's not a super hard boss battle you do. I mean, what this boss battle is, it's it's more of, like, a story-based boss battle than it is a final boss battle. Like, I think that that Metroid in general sometimes ends on the wrong boss fight, if that makes sense. Like, because yeah. to me, the final boss fight of Super Metroid really, like, is kind of geared at Ridley. Like, everything's setting up to that Ridley fight. It It's, you know, he he's what started the chain of events at the beginning of the game. The Ridley fight kind of feels like the the finale to me. And then... When you go and fight Mother Brain, it's just kind of like taking care of what's, you know, what's left in the remaining business. But that being said, um, yeah, this is more of like a story-based boss battle. But I think that the story, to me, of like the baby Metroid just resonates so strongly with me. And like, it, they continue to expand on that relationship with, with future games like Infusion and in Samus Returns. And it, it makes the final, like, ending of Super Metroid that much stronger to me. So like... I feel like that story really carries the day for me and makes the fight, which is like, if you're ranking like the actual battle, like this would, this probably would be a middle of the pack boss battle, I think for me, but the story behind it really elevates it for me, um, to the, to the upper echelon, you know, I, and when you get into the, to the second half of mother brain, like the attacks are pretty devastating, which I also do like, um, especially like the death laser is like, just uh it feels like it's a brutal attack and like when the metroid comes in and saves you from that it's just like such a wicked moment i feel like so it it, it kind of like it kind of depends on your mileage of like how much the story like how much you like the story kind of mixing in with the battle because if you don't and you're or you're judging it just based on the fight i i can definitely see why it's ranked lower but if you're kind of like you're kind of like all right well i'm i'm here for like the story and like the boss battle is kind of secondary I, I think that it makes sense to rank it a little bit higher which is you know the camp that i fall in no i definitely see what you're saying i was definitely looking at it at, like as a standalone fight really but yeah you're right it is like uh i would say more more focused on wrapping up the story and like being a culmination of what's happened rather than i think like being the most epic of boss battles even though i think it is an epic kind of fight but yeah um I think it works really well as, like, a finale and, like, a, cu a culmination of the story. I don't know if I would, like, agree that, like, Ridley was, like, the, even though he was the catalyst for it, I don't, I never really thought of that. Like, would Ridley be, make more sense as, like, the finale, like, the final boss fight in this game? I still think Mother Brain makes the most sense, and I like that, and I like the story elements. I just think the actual 
boss fight itself isn't as engaging as the story elements that's surrounding it that it's like packaged with. Right. And with those parts intact, yeah. Like maybe I think if I were to redo my list a little bit here, maybe I would bump Mother Brain up like a a, a unit or so, maybe. I don't know. I'm still looking at them because I still think the biggest part of me, at least for me, for the boss battles, is how like fun and like awesome the gameplay is for the boss battle. Because for the most part, a lot of the boss battles in the, in like the Metroid games like aren't like super story based. I would say, but yeah, um, yeah. This one, I think that was that was my biggest issue. Like, what was more important, like the actual boss battle or like the story elements? And I think like what stuck out to me more was like the boss battle elements. But I do agree, like yeah, the the story culmination is huge, and like that's a really big part of it. And you can't take that out necessarily. So maybe I would rearrange it and put it up a little higher. But uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and, and I was interested too. Actually, maybe we'll just so next I was gonna go to Prime, but maybe let's go to Fusion next because I I feel like we're gonna do like a little dipsy do on this one and like do a little switcheroo because I think that you're going to have this a little bit higher, whereas I had Fusion a little bit lower. Um, and I I feel like they're kind of like the same kind of final boss battle where like it's more of a story based like boss battle where like the fighting is secondary to what's actually going on. Um, yeah. so I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead with, with mine. I had it ranked at, uh, uh, I had it ranked at number eight on my list. And there are a few reasons. I, I feel like, again, like Metro, sometimes I feel like it ends with the wrong boss battle. And this one to me, like everything was leading up to the final boss being with the SAX and like you, I mean, you do fight the SAX right immediately before this. So it's almost like a one and two kind of a battle, but, um, and, and it makes sense with the, you know, with everything going on on the BSL that, like, there's now this Omega Metroid. I guess to me, like, the thing about it is that it feels it feels like a little bit of a step down from fighting a Queen Metroid to just fighting an Omega Metroid. And th that's probably just my weird stance on it. But, uh, like, the fight itself is just very, very easy. Uh, the first half is basically story-driven where the SAX comes in and gets destroyed and you absorb the SAX... Um, and after that, when you, when you absorb her, like the fight really is just pretty simple. You move back and forth and just shoot the Omega Metroid and avoid its claws. And it's, it's pretty much one and done. And usually, um, I, I think that like timed fights in Metroid are, are pretty intense. Like when the, when the clock is ticking and you have to escape, but like this one was, was very, very easy for me. Um, but like, this is kind of the same fight as super almost where it's like, it's a story driven fight. I just think that the story didn't maybe connect with me as much as like, the baby metroid one did so i ranked it a little bit lower on my list but uh, what say you am i right did you have this a little bit higher yeah i did i had it at five yeah you're you're, you're right on target with that I, and i agree and it does have a lot of similarities to super i think it's just i am a bigger fan of like metroid fusion than super so like we're both biased like soup you'd pick super right. over fusion so you know um for me i always love this boss battle because yeah it's on a timer the I think it, it works great at, as like a boss battle right after the SAX because yeah the SAX is like your driving force of the fight like and Ridley is in a lot of or driving force of the story like Ridley is a lot of the time and that boss battle is really sick but I think the sequence like the sequence of having to go against the Omega Metroid where there's uh, there's time on the line you're trying to escape and it's like culminating with that moment after like as you said finding out all this stuff about the metroid experimentation i think the omega metroid is like a perfect follow-through with that 
and like it's you're right at the end of the line like you're about to get out and then like this thing shows up you're like oh like all right let's do this and i always thought the omega metroid was so like intimidating and terrifying looking as a kid and i i definitely think the omega metroid just step up from the metroid queen because the omega metroid just looks so grotesque and like it's like the the inside of it is like all gross and and very visceral looking I always loved the sound of it's like a claw swiping and yeah like you are just like weaving in and out but I always thought that like the weaving in and out trying to get those shots in on its chest were more like was more of an engaging boss fight to me than standing in place and jumping that you do in the mother brain fight in Super Metroid and but I I do see what you're saying like it it isn't like the hardest of boss fights but I at least in my opinion at least for me like I I connect a lot more with that story I like the like you get put down to one in the SAX, like you absorb the SAX and go back to full form. I was like, oh, that's that's awesome, and it does have a lot of similarities in that way with the baby Metroid giving you a bunch of power at the end of that fight. So I think they're really just like two variations of a similar fight, right? And it really just mm-hmm. depends on like what like you like what elements of the story and and whatnot you like more than the other one. So I don't really think like one or the other is necessarily better it's really just kind of like your preference but at least for me i always thought like it was it felt a lot more intense and like right on the edge of your seat and i, I like the music a lot more than the the farting horn from super metroid <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me but yeah no i i i, I don't think you're wrong in, in your analysis of it either um but i will say that i like the omega metroid being the final fight because it does give you that like the sax not like redeeming itself in a way but Get it, yeah, getting yeah. involved in that, you know, like, I, I like that. It was, it was unique. It wasn't just, okay, you defeat the SAX and then you move on, or you just defeat the boss and move on. Like, it kind of it helps you in a little way. Um, I thought that was cool. So, yeah, this one's uh, five for me. I always, I always love the fusion fight. Obviously, there's another fight after this, I would say, you know, outranks this. But, like, for the longest time, for two-day Metroid, the Omega Metroid fight was, was my favorite. Yeah, I, and, you know, I actually never put together until, like, probably today... Like, how kind of similar in concept, like, the, the fusion and the super boss battle were. Yeah, they, they mirror that, each other very well. That seems like such an obvious thing, but, uh, yeah, I just I never really stopped to, to analyze, like, you know, how close these things actually are. So, um, no, I, I, I totally dig what you're saying, and I, and I thought that that was going to kind of be the case. And I think that that's totally fine. I think both of those are cool. It's just, like you said... One kind of connects with the story a little bit more in different games, so and it's uh, it's like yeah. aliens, you know, like you're fighting in the hangar against the the big boss alien at the end. That's another thing I liked about the Omega Metroid fight too is that, um, at least for Fusion, that like area of like where the the ship hangar is a place that you revisit often in the game. And like, right. So like, when you have that fight there at the end, that kind of resonates with me more than than like the mother brain. I don't know, like generic steel arena you fight it in that really you have no connection to at all i always loved in fusion how you go back to like essentially where you started and you're fighting the final boss there and like and then the ship shows up and you take off just in time i always thought that was sick so it, yeah. it would have been so badass if the decoras and the edicoons like rammed the omega metroid with your ship that would have been so good yes i would love maybe That's in the re- maybe in the remake I would, maybe the I would, fusion remake the yeah. remake <laughs> in the, the fusion remake the omega metroid fight is gonna be so sick i can't wait for that um, all right, let's keep it going. Let's move on to Metroid Prime from Metroid Prime. Uh, I had this one ranked very, very highly, actually. Mm-hmm. I had it ranked at number two. Oof. This is, yeah, this is, uh, I, I think it's such a wicked fight. And a big part of that for me 
kind of it goes into the music like the the music that starts playing when you first see the metroid prime in the impact crater um and, and a lot of the a lot of like the the juice of this fight for me is like you've been reading so much about this poison that is buried in this impact crater so like a lot of it is the build-up but i i think that it's a really fun fight too like it's really it makes really clever use of all of your different beams you you need to switch back and forth to them it feels like it hits hard it feels like kind of that classic claustrophobic kind of brawl at the at the opening stages and like you keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper into the planet which i i think is very cool uh the second phase looks uh, is really awesome too the metroid prime looks just like demonic um i like that you you get the they they do the hyper beam i think really well in this fight where like you can stand on the pools of phase on and like there's just enough other stuff going on with like the metroids and the hunter metroids and it makes really good use of all of your different like visors and stuff as well so i i think that it's kind of pulling in all of the gameplay aspects of metroid prime really nicely i think that the setting is really cool and like you know it doesn't have anything to do with the fight itself but i think that the the post credit where like the hand pops out the the phase on suit is just like a really really nice touch um yeah i have a real i have a real soft spot for this fight i remember it very fondly from when i first played it uh and i and i still love playing this fight to this day well andy so far our lists are pretty close together because i also had this at number two on my oh, list wow. yeah. this is such a good fight for the longest time this is my favorite fight in the metroid series and it's still my favorite uh boss fight in the 3d metroid in, in metroid prime it's so good yeah first of all the build-up i the you know you're learning about this boss like the worm inside the crater inside the planet like corrupting everything but like that initial like shot where like samus walks in you see kind of over his shoulder and like the in metroid prime's like like in like a cocoon kind of looking like for like like uh pose kind of like hanging from the ceiling and it has this yeah. like it's it's such a surreal shot and then it comes down and i love the fight you know you're switching between weapons you're chasing it deeper into the planet you're going into those little like like grooves in the ground with your morph ball to avoid the charges at like at you it's such a cool fight like the arena like you feel like you're like so deep in the in the in in the planet and you have no backup I love the. F I think the. F I actually might like the first phase more than the second phase. To now that I think about it more, and I love. I love how the Metroid Prime itself looks like this huge insectoid. Like it looks way more like a spider, awesome. like a arachnid. Like it's yeah. so such a one of the coolest I think enemy designs in the entire franchise. They they, hundred percent, eleven out of ten, hit it right on the mark. Like nail to coffin. So I I, I loved it. I love that fight. The second phase is also really cool. It's like even deeper, like the the design of the boss prime, like the cool like core oozy like gelatinous like wormy technical like like uh, it was really well designed. The fight's cool. Yeah, like it forces you to reposition a lot because of the metroids and also trying to get into the phase and pools. And this is like it's another such an iconic fight. I mean, they really nailed it. The the music, you're right, is so good. Like the the it really like strips away a little bit of like that isolation ambience for like a little more action sure but like it's such a great finale to the game and then yeah it sets like little did you know when you're fighting it for the first time it would set up so much you know like I still remember the first time I fought you know Metroid Prime and it did take me a little bit to get to that like cool cutscene but when I finally did I like I never really realized at the time how much it would like lead to some more stuff and how like Metroid Prime would still be involved in the games like two games later and whatnot. 
So, yeah, this is such a good boss fight. 100% one of the best, I think, Nintendo boss fights, period. Not even just in Metroid, but certainly in Metroid. And I think would be high on anyone's list that's ranking boss fights in this series. So, yeah, two for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, th- this one, like, it, it has it all. This this would have been number one for me for a long time. I'm deducing our number ones are probably I, yeah. the same. <laughs> um, but that but that's okay. This is, it's such a good fight. And, like, yeah, you know, the music is action-y, but, like, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know, there's something about it that just, like, pumps me up, but it still has that creepy kind of Metroid tone underneath. For me, the music really, really sells this encounter. I think I would actually agree. I like the first part a little bit more. But uh, but I love the second part too. The whole the whole package is just really great. Um, so yeah, let's keep it uh, let's keep it going. We'll float over to Metroid Prime Two, and uh, we're not doing Emperor Ing, but we will talk about Dark Samus. Uh, man, the Dark Samus just looks demonic, just absolutely scary and unhinged. The perfect for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see like the skull creeping through the mask uh this is this is like really creepy she looks like she's coming undone i will say i ranked it pretty much middle of the pack i ranked it at number six and i did that because you know at at this point in the game i think that this is the third time that you've fought dark samus um and it's it's not i wouldn't call it diminishing returns but you know i mean it is the third time you fought dark samus so it's not new and exciting but um, it is really intense because you're you're on a timer. Uh, the planet is going to explode, so you got to dispose of Dark Samus quickly. Um, and she has lots of new moves, even though that's your third fight. She's like making clones of herself. You got to track her using the Echo Visor. Lots of really cool stuff. And I like the theme too. It's like the like the remix of the Escape theme from um, from Metroid One. So I, I I like this fight. It's not. It's not like the crescendo of Dark Samus battles, as we'll talk about later, but uh, I, I think that it's really solid. It, just for the way that Dark Samus looks alone is just almost right there sells it. Yeah, you know, this one was... I wasn't sure where to place this one, and I ended up placing it at number six. So, okay. so this we got the same place. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm putting it at number six as well. <laughs> I, I agree with what you said. Yeah, this is... I think you pretty much covered it for me. It's it's number one. It's diminishing returns. I think that's definitely true. Like you fought her a few times already, and I think after like once you've played the game a bunch too, like you it further multiplies how many times you fight against Dark Samus. The fight is really right. cool. I think the biggest issue with my my biggest issue with the fight is that even though she does a lot of cool moves, a lot of times she spends like standing there or like floating in in midair, not doing anything, and you kind of just like shooting shots into her. And I remember that a lot in that boss battle. Like, that and, like, looking for her with the Echo Visor, which sometimes can be a little tedious. But, like, otherwise, I think it's a cool boss fight. I, th- I was thinking about putting it a little lower, but, um, yeah, it's it's a solid fight. It, it's not one that I would, like, put out as, like, you know, it's not my top five, that's for sure. But I think a lot of the time with Dark Samus, like, Dark Samus' uh, value and, like, what I like about her is not, like... Uh, secluded to the boss battles, right? It's like the whole package, like her story influence and and the other fights as a whole, you know? Like, I wouldn't rank it just based on, like, how fun it is to fight against Dark Samus at the end of the game. So, but that being said, I think it is a pretty pretty solid boss fight. There's a lot that's happening, like you said. There's a lot of, you know, there's new moves. You're not just, like, fighting her using the same moves, like, every time, which probably would have sucked. 
I think the AI like leaves a little bit to be desired at times. So, but but otherwise, yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty solid fight, right? Right in the middle of the pack for me too. I would actually say of the three Dark Samus fights in Echoes, this one is probably my least favorite. I, I think my favorite is the first, and second favorite is the second, and then like this, which I mean, maybe it is diminishing returns, but uh, which yeah, I mean uh, that being said, this is still a really really fun fight. Uh, I, I like this fight better than the Emperor Ing fight. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, I'll let you give your thoughts here. Metroid Zero Mission, we've got uh, Robot Ridley as the final boss. We've talked about him a little bit on our definitive ranking of the Ridley fight list, but uh, tell us what you think about Robot Ridley as a final boss. Yeah, Robot Ridley, the Ridley Robot. I had Ridley Robot at number 10 for me. So in that bottom three, this is, and I think this is probably a bottom three pick for you as well if not your very bottom pick is what i'm assuming but yeah i i I have it at number 11 okay so oh then i know what your bottom one is but the ridley robot is one of those fights where i love the concept i always like the idea of ridley building a robot in his own image and like it's like a half built robot that's like clawing at you and and shooting at you from it's like you know deep in like this dark room and you're trying to get out in time and you got to deal with this mecha ridley and this is also the first time that like quote unquote ridley was the final boss you know kind of but not really obviously it's not him mm-hmm. but the bo- the fight itself is obviously like one of the easiest boss fights in the whole franchise it's i you know I don't think I've seen anyone lose to Mecha Ridley. I don't know if I have. <laughs> it's I, I, but I like the idea. It's like it's a boss. Every time I fight Mecha Ridley, I'm like, oh, this like the Ridley robot could be like a little harder. Like could have been executed just a little better. And almost to me, kind of feels like it was a late addition to the game or like one that wasn't like like considered throughout the entirety of its development. Like maybe they added it towards the end to like ramp up the intensity and and, and whatnot and and give Ridley another appearance or something in the game. I don't know, but. I, it always feels like it has like more potential. It's like it's nearly there to be like a great boss battle. Like it has some cool stuff. Like I love the Ridley clawing at you with like its extendo claw and and its different weapons that it's shooting at you. Like I think it's a cool idea. But again, you could just you know you just stand on the left side and you just jump in place and shoot. And it's yeah. and, and you know it's less engaging than the Super Metroid Mother Brain fight, which is essentially the same thing. It's you know it's a smaller room and the. I guess, like, what you're shooting at for Ridley isn't that hard to hit. And there's not, like, a, a huge story element to this either, right? Like, it's in your way. you got to kill it. And, all right, you do it and, and you move on. So it doesn't have, like, that story element that Super Metroid or Metroid Fusion had for its final boss. So, yeah, I, I think, again, it's a boss that I have, like, fond memories of just, you know, from playing the game. Because I like Super Me- or I like Zero Mission and I like Ridley, and I always thought it was a cool idea. I love, like, the, the little bit of lore behind it and the concept. I just, it's, it never really hit that mark. It never really hit its full potential for me, and that's a boss that I would potentially like to see revisited if done better because I think it could really be expanded upon. But as it is, yeah, it's one of the weaker bosses for me. I put it at number 10. Yeah, I mean, you said a lot of it, right? Like, it's, I'll kind of live in a world of, of contradiction here, though, and say that, like, I ranked this one somewhat the middle of the pack slash high on my Ridley fight list, but like as a final boss, it's pretty bad. Um, it, it's it's just like pathetically easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and it's not a very good fight. I will say 
that like there's a big drop off from number 11 to number 12 so like i still enjoy this fight and i have a soft spot for it because like i remember the first time i played zero mission i assumed probably like everyone else that the game ended after you beat mother brain and when it didn't i was just like oh sweet and so like i i like the idea of fighting the the robot as a final boss but i mean it, it's just like it's so pathetically easy that i i just couldn't justify ranking it over you know anyone else on this list so it's number 11 for me but like, i still enjoy it um so for for whatever that's worth uh let's move on let's talk about one that i'm sure that you are probably excited to talk about uh how do you say this guy's name goria goria yeah or goria, goria. i think it's goria though. goria I think- all right well goria from metroid prime hunters um it's it's been a long long time since i have fought this one in person probably like god 10 years i bet you um so i'll let you go first and i'll kind of chip in some thoughts afterwards so i put goria at number three goria is number three for me and i gotta say like i am happy i put it up here because when i revisited hunters a little bit recently and then just to refresh myself before this episode i'm like yeah this is an awesome boss fight and metroid prime hunters isn't a game that like had the strongest bosses right like they were even like repetitive ones and all of that it was really more so about like running into the hunters and fighting them in the campaign then of right. course you know in multiplayer but this boss fight i always thought was so sick like uh first of all i think goria has a really cool design the arena looked really awesome like the music is so sick i think the the goria fight tra- like music is some of the best like boss battle music in the entire series like bar none you gotta switch between your weapons a bunch. Uh, the different forms are cool, like you're fighting like the sphere itself, and then like the Goria main form or whatever. But I, the reason why I really love this boss fight is because at the end of it, when you get the Omega Cannon, and you're fighting its third form, like its flying form, you're fighting it not like in the arena, but like the outer part where there's a bunch of platforms. It's like I think it might be like, at least from what it looked like, it looked like it was the biggest area like you fight a boss in or one of the largest, like, in the game. Like, because it's not only really big, but there's a bunch of verticality as well. And you're, like, moving in, like, hiding in cover and whatnot as it's floating around. Like, I always loved that boss fight. It was so cool. And I think it was a really great culmination to the game. The cutscenes, uh, the cutscenes in Hunters are so sick. And I thought the cutscene for Goryeo was also really awesome. Like, yeah, this was always one of my favorite boss fights in the Metroid series, just because of, like, it... it felt really intense like everything just feels like it was done so well really great ended the game and it was actually a good boss fight in a game that kind of lacked that so because it all the other bosses weren't as good like this boss even looks better in retrospect because it was an actual good boss and an actual boss you want to look forward to so i know like you don't really have the same attachment to hunters as i do nor have you like played it as often i would assume but at least for me like i always love this one the scale like the just the intensity and like how badass it felt fighting Goria, I thought it was really cool. So this one, yeah, this one's up at uh, at three for me. All right, so yeah, I I definitely dunked on this one a little bit. I had it at number nine. Yeah, um, I I imagine. That. I the the thing about it is like I I think that the concept of this boss battle is pretty cool. Like the first phase, uh, like actually throughout the whole phase, throughout all three phases, you you have to make use of the different weapons that you have and like. He's changing different colors, and, like, I remember you have to hit those widget spinners on the wall. Yeah, the widget spinners. Yeah. And, like, it, it conceptually, it's pretty whatever. it's pretty cool. But, like, 
the problem with this and the problem with hunters in general for me is like this boss battle requires you to do some like fairly precise aiming to hit the the little orbs or little eyeballs or whatever they are on Goria. And like for me, I just like I I just hate I hate stylus controls on anything. Like uh, if anyone here is listens to my Zelda podcast, like you know that I am constantly dumping on spirit tracks and phantom hourglass. I don't like that. And and I don't like hunters either with the stylus controls. I, I just think that it's like it's hard to use, it's unintuitive. So that really brings this fight down to me. It brings what is otherwise a very good fight really down low on the list for me, just because controlling the fight is just it's it's a bad experience for me. Um, I I think that the the phase with the Omega Cannon is very cool. I think that the music is pretty cool. I think that the setting is pretty cool. Um, cycling between the weapons, even though you kind of saw that gimmick with Metroid Prime, is pretty cool. But it's like none of that really matters if controlling it just feels bad and unfortunately that's kind of where i land on this and which is too bad because like i I think that what you what you're saying is valid like this is a pretty cool fight um it's it's just like i can't get around how it controls man if they would just like uh if they had released this on the wii u or something like that with dual analog instead this would be it would basically be a completely different game uh, if they had made dual so analog on the good, virtual console, dude. I but... just want them to re-release, like remake it, do another Hunters. Like it's 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 such a shame that it's like confined to the DS. I, I see what you're saying though. Yeah, like I think that's one of the reasons I like the fight too, is because you do got to be accurate. And I never really had the biggest issue with controls, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like if you don't, if you're not good with or uh, you know enjoy the controls, then that could it completely changes the game and the boss fight for you. So I definitely understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I suspect that'll probably be our biggest uh, gap on our lists. Yeah. But uh, let's move on. Um, let's get to Aurora Unit number 313 from Metroid Prime 3. I had this one ranked actually somewhat high. I had it ranked at number 4 on my list. And I, I think that it's a really solid fight. Um, I, I think that, like, the, the music is really cool. Like, first of all, I think that the setting is like awesome you're on planet phase it looks super creepy you're you know you're fighting like it's the crescendo of this giant war you've been waging and that dark samus has been waging um you still i mean so you immediately before this you fight dark samus and like that's your fourth fight against dark samus so far so like i like that they give you this different like option to or different fight to end the game on um i i think that like the uh the music like i said is really awesome it it kind of is like a little bit of a remix of like the metroid prime music but like you can almost hear like that twinge of like the horror like the high-pitched horror from metroid fusion when when they're doing cutscenes or whatever i noticed that um and yeah i i think that the the design of the aurora unit looks really cool it's like it's uh it almost looks like mother brain mixed with like a metroid and it's got that creepy spine which almost looks like the uh the spine of the queen metroid i I think that it looks really cool um the boss fight i I think is like solid enough you you knock it down you bust open the the latch with your with your um grapple beam and uh at the second phase when it's flying around is is very cool yeah um so yeah I, i think that this is a pretty solid fight and i like that it spits out dark samus clones at you sometimes so like you can still fight dark samus but you're not fighting like dark samus per se so uh, yeah, this one this one is really good. I ranked it uh, higher on my list. So I realized that I I messed up my list <laughs> while we're doing this. 
Um, I think I said Dark Samus was at six for me, and I put two sixes <laughs> on my oh, list. Oh, no. So Dark Samus was actually seven for me. Aurora Unit was six for me. So I'll have to, I'll have to re, re-go through my list at the end here. But, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I, th- I, I, I think, yeah, yeah. So 11, so yeah, okay. Aurora Unit was six, Dark Samus was seven. I agree with all fronts. I think Aurora Unit was a boss that I didn't remember too much, but then when I went back to it, I was like, oh yeah, this boss fight's actually really good. The, the, I guess like it's the spine form reminded me of like Flogger a little bit, but not in like, just like, just how he looked, not, or how it looked, not really in like the gameplay, but it is like, it is really like, yeah creepy like horror like grotesque looking again it's one of those bosses that really is visceral looking to you and i think the flying phase is really good i think that's the reason why i ranked it up at six was the fly the, like the the spine phase is is okay the flying phase though when it's just the head i think is a really really good boss fight there's a lot of you know it, it's coming at you like from all different angles i, I this part is actually kind of silly and almost made me derank a little bit but like when it's spinning on the ground and like flying at you at like ground level like spinning like a top i always thought was really silly but it was actually like kind of hard to fight against at times this is yeah a fight that might actually be interchangeable with me in terms of ranking with dark samus and prime 2 it's around that area where it's 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 pretty solid there's a good amount of like the gameplay itself is good doesn't have like a the super strongest like like story element i guess like it is culminating the story but it's not like to the level of you know Baby Metroid or Omega Metroid, I would say, right? In terms of, like, the story. Right. Um, yeah, this was a cool fight. I always thought this was a well-done, like, fight. It's not, like, one of my favorites, but it's 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 solidly done. I really can't knock it for too much. Maybe except just how the head looks a little silly doing its top move. But, like, other than that, I always thought this was a really well-done fight. And I apologize I messed my list up. But it's, it's, it's in that middle area for me. I'd put it at, like, you know, six or seven. Uh, I always had a heck of a time hitting it when it's flying at yeah. like, the back of its head. That, that always I always had a hard time with that. It's not easy. No. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's keep it going here. Let's go over to Metroid Other M, and I guess we should kind of specify here. We actually had like a little bit of a hard time figuring out what we were gonna call the final boss of Metroid Other M because you have the Queen Metroid, which is actually a pretty sick fight, um, and then. You have the the cutscene shenanigans with MB, and then you're fighting all the the different aliens, the, and then the like the game ends. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever they were called, whatever. And I I unfortunately watched that entire cutscene, and I never want to do that again. So we decided, you know what? Whatever. The final boss of Other M is going to be Fantoon because that's like the the actual the last boss you fight. It's uh, the post credit boss, and uh, you know what? Say what you will about metroid other m and we do say a lot about it but however this fantoon boss fight is awesome i think i i think that it's one of the the better boss fights in metroid i had it ranked number five on my list and fantoon looks i mean he looks awesome i really like the idea that like the fantoon that we see in super metroid is like only only part of him exists in like our physical space or like our reality and the rest of him exists in like this other dimension kind of thing because like we see this fantoon and it's not just the head in the eye it's like the entire body and there's tentacles going everywhere i think the look just like it sells it so much um I, and i like too that it's like 
it's a post-credit optional boss fight because we don't have that in Metroid. So, like, I really liked that idea. Um, it, it plays very similarly to Super Metroid Fantoon, where you've got the blue flames coming at you from every direction. You've also got, like, the little Fantoon hands. Uh, it's, it's a very, very cool fight. You can do, like, you know, a lot of your... A lot of your counters, uh, from what I remember, and, you know, it's been a long time since I played, but, like, it didn't feel like you could cheese it like you could in in the Ridley fight. For this one, I remember it being actually somewhat challenging. Um, you know, I, I think that the lethal strike on the on the eyeball was really cool, and I just liked that Fantoon kind of came back. Like, it was a very fan y kind of a battle, but uh, it really, it worked for me. I liked it a lot, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it added... It, it kind of re- not. I won't say re- it redeemed other M in a in a big way, but like it was it was nice to it was nice to leave other M on that note rather than the the M B Madeline Bergman business, which you know I think I think probably would have left a, a sour taste in the mouth of, of anyone finishing this game. At least this boss like like this final boss fight makes it a little bit easier to you know to to swallow the cocktail. Maybe it's like a chaser of the really bad cocktail that was other M. I don't know, but I, I like it. I like it. It's, I honestly wish this battle was, was not optional. Like I wish you, you had to do it. Cause you know, that way everyone at least get to experience this fight. Cause I'm sure there might be some people who never even played it. Unfortunately, though that means they might not have even played other M, which is a good thing. So, um, <laughs> I put this battle at, at four actually. So I always like to crap on other M, and I would usually say that the only thing that this game does well are the cool finishing moves. But I will say that some of the boss fights are not bad, and this is definitely the best boss fight in the game, I think. Fantoon is so awesome, and considering how the game goes previously, like, some fan service was a, a, a godsend. Like, it was so nice to be like, oh, I recognize this. Like, oh, this is great. Like, just, yeah, I'll fight Fantoon. I don't care if this makes sense. Just get me out of the whatever's happened previously. Like, that's how I'd always felt about that. And it's such a sick boss fight. I love the set. Like, you're fighting, like, in the vacuum of space on, like, the the bridge of the ship or whatever as it's, like, attacking you through the glass. And the eyes, like, wildly snapping at you. You got, like, yeah, the hands, the fireballs, the eyeballs. And you're right. You can't really cheese it because even if you do spam the dodge move, like, there's enough eyeballs or flames a lot of the time. You'll you'll clip into something else and get hit. Like, there's, like, the, the fire, like... Um, shots on the ground that like rise up in like red and black. It, it's yeah, really cool fight. It's super intense. Like and Fantoon looks awesome. Like he looks so oh, sick. Looks like so they cool. they nailed it. I I was like, ah. I wish they had nailed everything else in this game as well as they nailed this fight. Like it was really well done. He's such like a Lovecraftian monster that it's just really awesome to take him on and kill him. And then he you know you 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 defeat him and his and his eye like bangs against the ground it's like freaking out and then it just like fades out into space and then i think i think he ends up like blowing up or something i don't know but um yeah i thought it was really cool i don't really understand or why they brought phantom into this game other than fan service but you know what that's more than enough for me really awesome fight it's really like takes advantage of how like other m plays too so I think it was really well done. I really wish, like, the game itself was up to par, you know, where this boss fight is. Like, if it was able to be on that level, then it would probably be a way better game. But, unfortunately, it's not even remotely close to that. Fantoon, though, is so well done. Glad he came back. I honestly might even think I like this battle more than the Super Metroid Fantoon battle, to be honest. Like, it is, it is actually a cool fight. It's just a shame that it's locked all the way at the end of the game in a game I don't want to play. So... 
that being said, yeah, this is four for me. Fantoon was was really up there. It's a really solid fight. Nice, and, and I think that it's like it's a good reason that you're fighting Fantoon as well. Like you're getting Adam's helmet, which is kind of right. Neat. Yeah, and I actually I, I think what you said like really resonated. Like after the mess in the story, like a little bit of fan service just went like so far, and I, I uh-huh. think that actually makes this battle even better. Absolutely, because it's like oh, for God's sakes, finally a Metroid enemy. Although I will say, actually, I thought that the the Queen Metroid fight from Other M was really good too. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but I guess we'll save that for you know our. I think we're gonna do Other M on our one year anniversary, so everybody oh. listening can uh, look forward to that's, that. That's coming right. soon. <laughs> it is coming soon. It's uh, what is this? 30, 33, 34? It's it's gonna it's gonna sneak up on us. I think it might even be the the fiftieth episode spectacular or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mark your calendars. Um, all right, let's let's go over to Federation Force, Samus and Master Brain. This fight is the drizzling, you know what? This is horrible. This is this is the worst boss battle in Metroid. This is number twelve, and it's not even close. Uh, we we talked about this on our Federation Force episode, but like, this is just like it, this is just horrible. Like the the premise is horrible. <laughs> the space pirates have captured Samus. They didn't kill her. Instead, they mind controlled her that's horrible the setting is horrible you're in this like pinball room where there's electrified walls everywhere around the battle is horrible you you basically <laughs> just shoot samus into the wall and like and samus is like a million times bigger for some reason and then after you're done the battle and samus is like covered in debris you just leave her to die which makes no sense because she's like the galactic savior three or four times over at this point you think that like this federation grunt would go in there and try and rescue her and then you have to to go and platform your way and you find master brain which is like the the locking mechanism and this could have actually been kind of a cool battle because there is a cool battle in federation force where like you have to it's it's where all the boxes and like there's different things shooting at you but instead you just shoot it, and then you're done. It sucks. Oh, this this <laughs> boss battle sucks. It's the last one. It's not even close. It like nobody wants to fight Samus. <laughs> nobody wants that. It, <laughs> honestly, dude, it's it. The reason why I didn't put it at twelve, I put it at eleven. The only reason why I didn't put it at twelve is because it's it's almost so bad. It circles back to being like fun. Like I can laugh at it, and that I get some enjoyment from it in that way like the the mother brain nes fight doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't stimulate me in any kind of way it doesn't really make me you know it doesn't elicit any kind of reaction or emotion for me a lot of the time nowadays and even like well, the first time i ever like played it like it wasn't like i grew up playing that game so like it had that kind of a feel but this fight like makes me laugh because it's so bad that i almost get <sighs> some kind of enjoyment out of it and it elicits a reaction from me so i couldn't put it at the very bottom it is it is spectacularly bad. Um, I don't understand why the space pirates would not just kill her or imprison her somewhere. Um, it makes no sense. Or why? I mean, I get, I get because of the game, like they're using the power of some, I don't know, sphere-related thing. So that's why, like, Samus is in like ball form when you fight her. Because I was like, why wouldn't they just have her be in human form? Like she'd be even way more dangerous than rolling around as a big beach ball. Because that's essentially what happens. Like the fight, she's literally just like. It's like the it's like the Thardis fight was just the entire fight was just Thardis rolling around and that was it. Like that's what this is. Like it's just Samus just rolling around and you shoot her and she like 
gets sent back into the wall and then like does something and then you shoot her some more and then yeah and then at the end the samus gets buried by rubble and apparently you have no time to save her you the your objective is more important than checking the rubble she's like and and helping her like right like I, I don't understand why the space pirates seem to have more interest in keeping Samus alive than Federation Marines. Like, I don't understand why that is the case. But that's, again, like, this, it makes me laugh. It's so bad that it's almost kind of good in, in a way. Like, when you were sitting there describing it to me, I was like, this is great. Like, this is so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so bad that, like, oh when, my like, God. to... to, to like come up with that design and like concept and go through with it and be like, yes, this is it. This is it right here. Um, I, it's, it's just like so horrible and the good. fight looks horrible and Samus looks horrible and like, Oh, it's, it's just, it's a miserable experience. It's miserable. And like, there's potential to like have a, I mean, obviously like when you fight, like oh. you're not, when you're fighting dark Samus in other games, you're not like fighting Samus, but I think there's potential to have like a boss battle against Samus. To be, that would be cool because you know, Samus is such a big threat and you don't want to fight her, but you have to. But in this way, it's like, you're not even fighting Samus. You're fighting like a, a, a ball. big ball, giant ball Samus. <laughs> like if it was giant Samus, like that, I think like that, I think still giant Samus is stupid too, but like just fighting Samus herself, I don't think is a bad idea because you know, you kind of do that in some ways, like the SAX is essentially Samus in some ways, and, and Dark Samus is too, but like, to fight Samus herself, I think, would be interesting. Uh, but they didn't do that, they made giant Morph Ball Ball Samus, I don't know. It's horrid. It's, it's so bad, it's, it kind of circles back to good for me, so I had to put it at 11. <laughs> this, this is just horrible. I, I think that this is the worst part about Federation Force, actually, and that's saying something. Because there's a lot that there's I don't really there. care for for yeah. Federation Forest, but yeah, this, this final boss battle is just it's it's like it's like stepping in dog droppings at the park on a hot day. That's what this fight is like. So yeah, 12, 12 out of twelve. All right, let's finish this up, Dak. Um, everyone listening to this, you've probably noticed that neither Dak nor I have revealed what our number one pick was yet. So. Uh, Seeing that we've only got one pick left, Dak, take it away. Well, of course, this, I mean, Mercury Steam, hats off to you, creating the absolute, like, by far, best final boss fight in the series, and of course it features my man Ridley. Pro, the Proteus Ridley fight from Samus Returns is at t uh, 20 out of 10. It is a perfectly executed Metroid boss fight. And for the longest time, I, I actually, I even want to make a correction. When we did our Ridley boss fight listing, I'm pretty sure I put Meta Ridley above Proteus Ridley, but I put Proteus Ridley at two. I might have to change that. I think Proteus Ridley is even the best Ridley fight overall as well. It's, it is, but it is certain. it might even be my favorite boss fight, period. Like, it is so awesome. You got the gameplay, which is, you know, straight up Ridley fight, but there's a lot of room. Ridley feels really big still, despite the room you have. A lot of cool attacks he's using. And then the setting the planets coming apart there's like the rain's coming down the tornado spinning wildly you got the baby metroid floating around the, the, the ships right lightning. there the music oh. is absolutely phenomenal it's th and, and i love multi-stage fights 
three amazing phases and of course the cutscene i mean like it was like anime fight like like other m wanted to be this so badly and like this is like when people tell me like oh i don't want cinematic metroid like it was bad like this is it like this was like perfect cinematic metroid right here like you had such a sick like they're going blow for blow it was like goku versus frieza on namek right like the planet's coming apart it's the two of them just going at it like just trying to kill each other like it was so sick and i i love this fight I'm so glad that they did this. I know so I I think for the most part people I would say the consensus that this was a good idea. Like I would say most Metroid fans like maybe some are like eh, it's fan service, eh, too much Ridley blah blah. But I think for the most part this was well received. I think it's there's such a good idea to do this like it was I think you know obviously adds a little more connection to the Prime games which is also great, but it it really ends the game on such a hugely high note. I don't think I I think the game would have been worse for it had it not had this fight. I love this fight. It's one of my favorite boss battles in games. Period. It goes. It goes. Too, it goes too hard. It goes too hard for its own good. Uh, yeah, this is easily, easily number one for me. Yeah, this fight is awesome. Um, it, it's. It was. Uh, it was number one for me as well. Um, and and it, it like it's got everything. Like the setting. The, like the the green clouds, lightning, the storm, and, and like that that ambiance kind of when you get there mm-hmm. um i the thing that i really like two things about this fight that really stick out to me actually three things um the first is that you know i i love the super metroid ridley fight and i love it because it just feels like a brawl like he's hitting you you're hitting him there's no strategy you just like you have to unload all, everything and like i love that feeling of like this is a, a knuckles brawl in this fight and this fight, like, replicates that better than any other Ridley fight. Like, this feels like a brawl. Like, when when Samus and Ridley are, like, going at it, like, they are just beating the tar out of each other in, in the cutscenes. Like, it feels brutal. Like, they're throwing each other. They're, you've got fire going. He's swiping at you. Like, it's awesome. Um, the other thing that really, really works for me in this fight is, like, I love, love, love how the baby metroid helps you out it just it builds such a connection to that character it makes super metroid better i think it makes metroid fusion better in retrospect it's it's so it's so incredible to see this this character like fight for you and like you know would you have beaten ridley without the baby metroid's help maybe maybe not but like the fact that you're working together it just it kind of uh, indebts samus to the baby metroid even more so so like i really really love that um, and I and I think that this just like really makes good use of all of the different mechanics that that Metroid uh, Samus Returns introduced, like from the melee counters, which just look brutal mm-hmm. when you're countering Ridley. To like, I, I think that like the fighting is just so solid. Like the shooting, um, it just it felt so so nice. Um, it, and the music is the third thing that really sells this to me. It, like it escalates and escalates and kind of reaches a crescendo as you build towards that that final area uh, or the final confrontation uh, i think you nailed it like this this fight really uses cutscenes really well like you have you have your gameplay which is intense you have the cutscenes which are intense uh it, it's just it's got everything i think and um this was an easy number one for me i do want to say i do want to say because i i do want to offer some critique is that i don't I don't love the design of Proteus Ridley, actually, and I, oh, and I think it's kind of weird. Well, no I, I kind of do, but I, I kind of don't, because I feel like he's wearing clothes, which <laughs> is kind of weird to me. <laughs> like, uh, But it's not like, I don't think he looks dumb. It just looks kind of weird. So I, I do want to offer that as like, 
a little bit of critique, but I I mean like this this fight it has everything. It it has like the stakes, it has the setting, it has the music, it has the the gameplay, it has it's fun. Um this this has everything and it was such a it was such a good way to end the game. There was that expectation after Zero Mission that they were going to add something to Metroid 2 and they did. And I, I can't think of anything better than this. And there were some people out there that were complaining, like, oh, Ridley showed up out of nowhere. I don't want to hear it. Play this fight and tell me that you're upset that it's in the game because I bet you that there's not a single person out there that did that. This is awesome. It's it's number one for sure. Oh, yeah. And and on the how Ridley looks thing, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the concept art for Proteus Ridley where he, like, his wings are kind of, like, torn a little more, and he has, like, the radioactive, like, looking kind of signs. Not, like, but, like, he looked a little more, like, Meta Ridley, and is, like, a little less, like, less brighter purple. Like, he's kind of like a magenta violet in game rather than, like, the darker purple. Um, and his head looks more like Meta Ridley in the concept art than in game. But I, st- and he's, his neck's a little long. Again, like bendy straw looking, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and his head looks a little different, but he still, I think he still looks really sick. And I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying though. He does kind of look like he's wearing like metal clothes, but I still think he looks really awesome. I think all the designs in this, in the game, like, you know, Samus and, and Ridley themselves look really, really cool. And yeah, I don't think anyone should really have a problem with that. I know like Sakamoto in like an interview said that like Mercury Steam was like, yeah, we should make Ridley the final boss. He was like, oh yeah, like that's a cool surprise. Like people would like that. Yeah, just do that. I also did think it was interesting because I think in that same interview, he talked about how apparently the 2D Metroids and the Prime games are different series and have like no direct link between their stories, which I guess for the most part is like true. Like they don't have like a full link between them, even if they might take place in the same timeline. I did think it was interesting though that he said that while also approving Ridley being in the game, but then Mercury Steam went with a Ridley that like very clearly is meant to be formerly meta Ridley, right? right? You know, because like I, I guess Sakamoto like only kind of approved Ridley being in the game and maybe didn't have like at all any kind of like input or approval on the final design, or maybe he just didn't care. I don't know, but I always thought that was interesting because if Sakamoto really does believe there's no complete link at all, I mean, there's no then there's no explanation for why Proteus Ridley would exist if you know. There was no connection to the Prime games, but whatever. Yeah. Um. I still, yeah. Proteus really designs really cool. I, I, I don't think they could have. I, I don't think they could have done any better. Maybe they could have, but I don't know how they would have improved it. I always loved this fight. It really blew me away. It was such an awesome surprise for me too. And I was like, wow, they. This was so cool. Like, and especially being a big Ridley fan myself, like finally having Ridley as the final boss and having him show up in like the most epic of Metroid fights ever. Like that was just like. Mwah. Like icing on the cake for me. They shout out to Mercury Steam. I, I'm glad they did that because they created my my favorite Ridley fight. I think I'm gonna have to say that, and probably my favorite boss fight in the Metroid game. So yeah, has to be number one. You know what? Another like little small detail, but I really love it about this fight too, is like when when you defeat Ridley, like he's not dead. He is just unconscious, and I appreciate that because like. You know, the running joke is, like, Ridley comes back to life so many times. And in this fight, it's like, you've incapacitated him, but, like, he's not dead. So, like, it, it it's, you know, it's not another instance of, like, he's destroyed, now he's come back. So, like, it's just kind of like, you've beat him for now. And I appreciate that as well. Yeah, that's true, but at the same time, it makes me think, why didn't Sam just, like, two quick ones to the uh, head while he's down, you know? Like, just to make sure. 
Um, I, I would have liked it if, like, maybe Samus went over to do that, but then, like, I don't know, some, like, something happened that, like, stopped her from finishing him off or something. Because cause she just, like, turns her back on him and, and, and walks off, which is, like, only, I think, happens because... It's the game is developed knowing that Ridley has to show up chronologically later in the in the series, right? So like otherwise I think logically Samus should have and would have, you know, put two to the dome, you know, double tap while he's down and rightfully probably should have, but he didn't for some reason, I think because of because of the plot rather than it being logical, but I think I'm okay with that. And also want to say I definitely yes, agree with what you mentioned earlier with the baby Metroid getting in. Like I loved how the baby Metroid like gets some shots in like suck some energy out of them like while like in between samus doing stuff like they like do like two it's like i love it it's like it's ray and dom mysterio in the ring like i love it and they, they it's awesome <laughs> it's great so yeah I, I really awesome fight i i can't say enough about it i feel like we could spend a whole episode talking about it and feels like we have been for a little bit but I, it's such a great i'm glad that this was the last one we talked about too because this is the you gotta yeah, save the best for last nicely. yeah yeah um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really quickly just read you off my list from 12 to one. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, so 12 by far Samus and Master Brain. Uh, 11 Ridley Robot. 10 Mother Brain from Metroid NES. Number nine Goria. Eight Omega Metroid. Seven Metroid Queen. Six Dark Samus. Five Fantoon. Four Aurora Unit. Three one three. Three Mother Brain from Super Metroid. Two Metroid Prime. One Proteus Ridley. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have to cement my list, but as I look at this list, I feel like I'd make some changes, but I'm going to run through what I have. 12, I have NES Mother Brain. 11, I have Morph Ball Samus. 10, I have Ridley Robot. 9, I have the Metroid Queen from Return of Samus. 8, I have Mother Brain from Super. 7, I have Dark Samus from Prime 2. 6, I have Aurora Unit 313 from Prime 3. 5, I have Omega Metroid from Fusion. 4, I have Fantoon from the game that must not be named. 3, I have Goria from Hunters. 2, I have Metroid Prime slash Prime from Prime. And uh, number 1, the one, the only, Proteus Ridley from Samus Returns. A, a far, a nautical mile ahead in first place. Actually, maybe not a nautical mile, because I would say Metroid Prime and Prime Fight is also really, 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 really good. But yeah, for at least for me, like, best Ridley fight, best 2D Metroid fight, Proteus Ridley, Metroid Prime, 3D Metroid. But yeah, I, I think our lists were pretty... Uh, pretty similar. They were, they were fairly consistent yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which doesn't always happen, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we're running long. Dak, anything that you want to say before we get on out of here for this week? Um, all I'm thinking of is that I'm sure as I think about this list more, I'll reconsider it. So if anyone gets at me about my placements, well, you, I might be like, oh, you're probably right. Um, I'm trying to think. I hope we get some Metroid news. I feel like we're not getting any major Nintendo news for the rest of the year, man. I don't. I, I think that the days no, of that, you know, it feels like it was so long ago. But just remember, over the summer when we were getting our Metroid Prime trilogy and Super Mario 3D collection rumors every week, like I, I miss those days, man. Everyone banded together on the internet to talk, you know, to call out those those, you know, clickbaity news articles. But here we are in in the end of October. It feels like there's nothing. I mean, I, I, all I can think of that's coming out is, what, Age of Calamity and uh, the re-release of Super Mario 3D World Land or whatever. Like, I, you know, like, I don't, like, what's coming? What's coming? What's on the way? I, I wish I knew. P- Pikmin I hope we 3. Find out. Oh, Pikmin. Uh, that's not a new game, though. I, I'm, I'm stoked for Pikmin 3, to be honest. Uh, there's, yeah, there's Pikmin 3, there's Age of Calamity, 
And well, by God, there's uh, there's Fire Emblem for the NES, oh, yes. which is getting localized for the first time ever for its 30th anniversary, which is upsetting because <laughs> Nintendo just skipped right over Metroid's 30th. That's anniversary. that's the thing is Metroid needs it needs waifus, it needs dating, it needs anime. That's what that Fire Emblem got the anime treatment, and look, it's getting its 30th anniversary celebrated. It's getting localized. I'm telling you, man, we gotta we gotta anime Metroid. And Nintendo will oh. celebrate every yearly anniversary. Trust me. <laughs> there you go. Um, let us know what you think of our list and tell us what your favorite uh, final boss battles of the Metroid series are. We're going to get on out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316 and Dak is at DakCity underscore. Uh, and of course, recommend us to a Metroid fan in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Metroid fix and be sure to check us out over on iTunes, Google Pods, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, go and like and subscribe. That is going to do it for us. Uh, Until next time, guys, we'll see you then.